I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hello there, Ute fans. Welcome in. This is the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host and Utes insider, Trevor Allen. have a lot to get to today and a lot of news surrounding Utah athletics, so we'll just go ahead and start right away um, as we're taping this on Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. By the way, Happy New Year and happy holidays to you and your family, and thank you for your support of the Crimson Corner Podcast. On Tuesday... Utah Athletics Director Mark Harlan announced that the department has established a the uh, Ty Jordan Memorial Scholarship Fund. And obviously this is in honor of uh, Ty Jordan who passed away on Christmas night to an accidental self-inflicted gunshot wound near his hometown in Denton, Texas. Now the uh, scholarship fund is open for donations. You guys can go over to kslsports.com to find out where you can donate. I have the link in that story but there's already been a gift made um the first one to the scholarship fund was made by kyle whittingham and his wife jamie as they donated one hundred thousand dollars to the scholarship fund and then a couple of guys have already announced they are coming back for the 2021 season offensive lineman nick ford um, will be back for his senior year or super junior year not really sure what they're calling it but if it wasn't for the covid19 pandemic he would have been coming back for his senior year, as did Brant Keithy, who announced his choice to come back for the 2021 season. So as of right now, Utah hasn't lost anybody um, to the NFL draft. There's still one more, I believe, that we're waiting on, and that's Devin Lloyd. Other than that, I think everything else is about where I thought it would be, um, except for the transfer portal. And again, who knows what's going on with that, but that's a big get for both the offensive line and for the tight end room to get Brant Keithy and Nick Ford back within the program for 2021. And then just some uh, someone with local ties to the Utes is being eyed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Former Utah head coach Urban Meyer um, apparently is in talks, has had conversations with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nothing has been set in stone yet, but this would be a home run hire for the Jaguars. And I, I say this because they have the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. And, and they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, I'm almost certain. Because they need a quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in this draft. And there isn't a better time to bring in a coach like Urban Meyer, who is great with quarterbacks, as you look at his track record, with Alex Smith, Tim Tebow, 
Cardell Jones, who was the backup at the time, he's had great quarterbacks as a college football coach. And for him to get his hands on Trevor Lawrence would be huge for Jacksonville. And I think he would even help speed along the, the process for Trevor Lawrence to get acclimated to the NFL game. Now, there is also a period where Urban Meyer would have to get used to coaching in the NFL, which he's never done before. I mean, you look at it right now, the whole difference between college and pro, you don't have to recruit in the NFL. And Urban Meyer, I don't know how he would take it if he had to leave all of his team choices up to his general manager. In the NFL, you're kind of given the hand that you're dealt, you know? So we'll keep an eye on that. I would be surprised if this does not happen. For a while, I was saying that Urban Meyer wasn't going to coach again, but apparently I was wrong because I asked Urban back in July when I had him on this podcast if he was going to coach again, and he said probably not and that he was really happy with his life, you know, spending time with family and golfing and playing tennis and and then obviously spending time with his family and and uh, working for Fox. I mean, the lead analyst for Fox and has a pretty cool gig where he probably gets paid a lot of money just for one or two days a week, do things for Fox. And then the uh, celebration of life for Ty Jordan. I probably should have mentioned this right off the bat, but I'll mention it now. It was originally at one of the churches in Texas, but then Ty Jordan's aunt tweeted out a link to the funeral slash viewing information and his uh, celebration of life is actually taking place on Wednesday, January 6th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Yes, the home of the Cowboys. That giant multi-billion dollar state-of-the-art stadium will host the celebration of life for Ty Jordan. All right, I'm going to dip into locals in the NFL just a little bit because it is the NFL playoffs coming up, but I'll leave a lot of that up to the Yards After College podcast hosted by Kyle Ireland. So if you guys want to find out even more detail about the Utah Utes that are in the NFL, um, make sure you guys check out the Yards After College podcast. Kyle does a tremendous job covering the locals in the league and obviously the most alumni that are in the NFL are from the University of Utah, so... Go and check that out. Now, something that was posted on Sunday on Instagram was a trophy of a brace, of, of a metal brace. Uh, it was posted by Liz Smith, who is the wife of Alex Smith. She had the brace that, that he wore, that giant metal thing that was wrapped around his leg. If you guys w- watched that Project 11 documentary on ESPN um, a few months ago, she had that made into a trophy just to tell him of you know, how proud she is of him and, you know, of what he was able to overcome because he not only was going to lose his leg, he was going to lose his life. And he was able to overcome it, and now he's playing in the NFL, and he has led the Washington football team to an NFC East title and a playoff berth. Just absolutely incredible. They're going to make a movie out of this, I'm, I'm sure, because the script writes itself with everything that is going on with Alex Smith. And then locals that are playing each other as far as youths in the NFL playoffs, a pair of teammates are going to be squaring off in the AFC wild card as the Buffalo Bills will take on the Indianapolis Colts. So Julian Blackman, who plays for the Colts, who's a starter, and Zach Moss, who gets plenty of playing time at running back for the Buffalo Bills, will square off 
And that game will take place on Saturday, January 9th at 11.05 Mountain Time on CBS. Uh, Terrell Burgess, he is not playing for the Rams, but the Rams did make the playoffs. They will play the Seattle Seahawks, who has Cody Barton on the team, as well as Marquise Blair. But Blair is out for the year, uh, suffered a season-ending injury earlier this season. So Cody Barton and the Seattle Seahawks will host Matt Gay, who has been playing for the Rams for the last couple of weeks um, in Los Angeles. They will play on Saturday at 2.40 Mountain Time on Fox. And then Alex Smith and the Washington football team will host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 6.15 Mountain Time on NBC and KSL 5 TV. And then on Sunday, Tyler Huntley, I don't think he's going to be the backup anymore because Trace McSorley is going to be able to come off the IR this week. But who knows? He could be the backup for Baltimore because in the last two games that Huntley's been the backup, he's gotten in, in the game and has played well. But the Ravens will take on the Tennessee Titans at 11.05 Mountain Time on Sunday on ABC and ESPN. And then you have Jalen Johnson and the Chicago Bears heading to the Big Easy to face Marcus Williams and the New Orleans Saints. Also, Chase Hansen was elevated from the practice squad to the active roster heading into the last week of the season. I don't know if he's been put on the practice squad again. But the Saints and the Bears at 2.40 on Sunday on CBS. And then the final game is on KSL 5 TV. No locals play for either team, but it's the Browns and the Steelers at 6.15. All right, some college basketball talk, and then we'll get out of here. The running Utes uh, did not have a great weekend. They lost two straight games um, in Southern California. They were swept by UCLA and USC. They lost to the Bruins 72-70 to on New Year's Eve. And that was after Utah played well, just couldn't, just couldn't get it done. I thought that they were good enough to win the game, but they just could not get it done. Plummer was rocking to start out the game. I think he made 14 straight points to start out the game for the Utes, but then obviously was shut down in the second half. And Plummer actually had a chance to tie the game late, if he would have made all three of his free throws, but did not. And so, therefore, the Utes lost to UCLA. Plummer had finished with 22 points. Timmy Allen had 18 and 6. And then Mickey Antunin had 11 points and 5 rebounds for the running Utes. Uh, Ryland Jones, he ended up fouling out, but he had 6 points in 25 minutes. And Brandon Carlson only played 15 minutes as Riley Batten got a bulk share of the minutes there. And then it did not look good on Saturday against USC as Utah fell to the Trojans 64-46. to Now, the Trojans are the tallest team in the country. They're athletic, they're tall, they're freaks, and just Utah went in with, with one goal in mind, and that is to stop the Mobley brothers. Well, Taj 80 had 18 points, Drew Peterson had 13 points and 11 rebounds, and Isaiah White had 12 points. And Chavez Goodwin had 11. And the Mobley brothers had five points between them. But they didn't even shoot the ball that much. I think they went one of three. Yeah, one of three uh, from the floor. And, you know, for Utah, they could not hit anything in that second half. They went four of 30 for 13%, including two of 14 from downtown in that second half. They finished shooting just 27% from the field 
and went three of 22 from beyond the arc and for 13 percent one player went in double figures for utah and that was ian martinez the freshman his best game but uh it started out with i think a 22-6 lead for usc and then utah fought back and ended up taking the lead and then they were down four at the half and then just the wheels fell off in that second half and then they they were looking forward to getting that bad taste out of their mouth on wednesday as they host the oregon state beavers but the beavers are on pause due to COVID-19 concerns within their program, so they will not be playing that game. And as of right now, I've heard that there's a chance that they might try and schedule a game this week, but as the days go on, that obviously becomes um, less likely. But Utah's next game is Sunday, January 10th, against the Oregon Ducks. It's already the second conference game to be postponed due to COVID-19. And the uh, initial net rankings came out for Utah. They've got a lot of work to do. Came in at number 120 uh, in the country. And, you know, they are the ninth highest ranked team in the Pac-12, according to the net rankings. They're 0-3 in Quadrant 1 and 4-0 in Quadrant 4 games. So Utah's going to need some wins against big teams, including Oregon. I think that would be a huge win for them if they can get it done. That would be, I think, a Quad 1 or a Quad 2 win if Utah is able to get past the Ducks. But as you know, Oregon has had Utah's number for the past few years. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Crimson Corner Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, at Trevor A. Sports, or at KSL Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check out kslsports.com and download the KSL Sports app, brought to you by University Federal Credit Union. Everything you need regarding the Utes and the Crimson Corner Podcast is at your fingertips with the KSL Sports app. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Crimson Corner Podcast, and it's always powered by kslsports.com. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.